How'd you think of that? Nice. I just feel like it fits our theme, like our aesthetic. We're like a calm, but like happy podcast. <laughs> Talking about literature. Literature. Anyways, welcome back to Literature for Lightweights. Yay! Woo! It's it's been a minute. It's it's been it's been about yeah it's been a couple weeks. Well, we weren't supposed to do one um, last week. Last week, but we were no. Yeah, we were supposed to do one last week, and then but the week I before that we were busy. Yeah, so the week before we were off our schedule, and then the week after. I wasn't feeling very well, so we decided to do it today. Today, which is Friday, weird. I'm. We're both busy tomorrow, so <laughs> we can't do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it won't be Fridays. We're we'll go back to our schedule on every other Saturday. Yeah, starting on the what would the next one be? Twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, why is that? We're talking about we're talking about Shakespeare again, and you yes. know, Mama loves her Shakespeare. Yes. But more importantly, we're talking about Hamlet. Ooh. I'm so excited. There, Hamlet is probably the most like talked about and researched by scholars because there's so much to unpack, and there's so much, like, just so much. There's just so much. Yeah. I'm glad, like, with, like, all that, the limited books that I have read, I'm glad that I was able to uh, read Hamlet and Macbeth. But Macbeth's a, Macbeth's a whole nother story. Yeah. When did you read Hamlet? Did you read it for school? Yes. It was for my English class. In... I would assume it was for your English <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was my junior year. I also read Hamlet in high school. And granted, we mostly read it because the Shakespeare Festival was coming to, well. Oh, it was coming to your school? Yeah, it was a, they were an improv group. Oh, interesting. They did an improvised version of Hamlet and it was hilarious. Man, I wish we could find that online or something. (laughs) I know. That would have been great. Um, Yeah, so I also read Hamlet in, when also when I was a junior in high school. Um, But we read it because it was on our syllabus <laughs> so however so we're gonna do just a little bit of backstory of hamlet because did you know hamlet was actually based on an old scandinavian saxon legend called amleth really which if you morph the words or the letters around it spells hamlet so hmm. to spell amleth is a-m-l-e-t-h Hamlet. Oh, I freaking love it. <laughs> um, so I do want to talk about. So, do you know anything about the Saxons? Saxons. It sounds familiar, but you might have to refresh me. Yeah, not an issue. So, I think more people know Anglo-Saxon because mm. that was like early Britannica. Yeah. However, um, Saxons were more were more like Vikings. And they mm-hmm. occupied what is now um, modern-day Germany. Gotcha. So they also, so they had, and there's actually several versions of Hamlet or Amleth. So the Saxon, Saxons have one. The Ice, There's an Icelandic version. Disney has one. Well, yes, but <laughs> it, no. We'll talk about that later. 
So the Saxons version of Ham- Amleth's history, and it's a legend, so we don't know if it was real or if it is, you know, fiction. Yeah. But it's, um, it, blah, blah, blah. It starts with two sons, Har- I can't, Horvendil and Feng, and Horvendil um, becomes king of Norway. No, he becomes king of Denmark. Boo. Um, but he, um, so she bore him a son, Amleth. Um, but Fang, the brother, was jealous and he murdered Horvendil. And, oh, all this time. Exactly. Hashtag Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> and persuaded Garutha, the wife, to become his wife. Um, and he's like, I didn't commit any crime just to avenge. Um, Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. Just erase that. <laughs> um, so, Amleth grew up, and he was afraid of sharing his dad's fate. You know, he was afraid of being killed by his uncle. So, he pretended to be an imbecile. He pretended to be stupid. I mean, good survival skills. Yeah, I was like, that's great survival skills, man. Um, however, uh, Fang was suspicious of that, so he put him through various tests. Um, and of course, and then he also tried to, um, entangle him with, a his foster sister, which is the prototype for Ophelia. Um, but obviously, um, Amleth passed and he was able to be okay. Um, he also, um, Amleth also slew an eavesdropper hidden like Polonius. We'll meet Polonius later. Um, I, <laughs> he's not really a fun, I mean, okay, we won't talk about that yet. We'll um, there. yeah, so, but eventually Fang was, like, promised that Amleth's madness was pretend, and he sent him to Britain in the company of two attendants, and a letter to the king to put Amleth to death. However, Amleth <laughs> got the instructions and change the message to so the king would kill the attendants and give Amleth his daughter in marriage uh. yeah so he's like he he went the ultimate uno reverse card oh my god <laughs> so he married the princess and Amleth returned to Denmark and uh, he arrived for his funeral feast, <laughs> everyone held, and, um, you know, during the feast, everyone got wasted, and it was then, and when everyone was passed out drunk, he killed everybody. Oh! <laughs> welcome to the Red Wedding! <laughs> no. The Red Funeral. The Red Funeral, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, and he, he killed Fang with his own sword, so he was like, nah, fam. <laughs> um, and then there was, like, he returned to Britain for his wife, and Fang says that, or Fang, blah. <laughs> um, he found out that his father-in-law and Fang had been pledged to avenge each other's je- death, so if Fang died, then the British king would have to kill whoever killed him. Which would have been Amleth. Amleth. However, he 
He could not do it. Um, so he sent Amleth um, as a proxy wooer for the hand of the terrible Scottish queen. Oh, here's a here's an interesting name. Hermathruda. <laughs> Hermathruda. Hermathruda. Yeah, her Hermathruda. Yeah. Um, she had she was notorious for killing all of her wooers. Oh. But she fell in love with Amleth, so he must have been like. I Dang guess good. a good wooer. A good wooer. That's what we need. Maybe like the. He wasn't just a good wooer. He was a wooer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wonderful. And if you play Sims, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so he returned to Britain to his with his first wife, and um told. So she told the first wife, told Amleth of her dad's intended revenge. But Amleth obviously won. But the way he won is by setting up the fallen dead from the day before on stakes. Uh, terrifying the enemy. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Gives me some Game of Thrones vibes, though. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't the only king who did that. The, there was a king. I cannot remember which one. But the reason for the London Bridge was it was famous for having spikes. Heads on spikes. Oh, fun. I'm sure any history majors watching, listening to this will know. Maybe that's what we need to our group. We need a history major. <laughs> um, anyway, so he returned to with his two wives to his homeland, Jutland. I, it could be... I, I don't know how the Germans would say Jutland, but I know it's not Jutland. Um, so he had to... Forgive us for our pronunciation... Yeah, so he had to encounter another successor to the throne, and Amuleth died. Oh, crap. And Hermathruda um, promised to die with him, but she ultimately married uh, the enemy. I think his name was Wiglick. Wiglick. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of... And then Wiglick died later of illness. So that's kind of the story of oh, Amleth. Yeah. Not Hamlet. Well, I would yeah. hope people knew the difference. <laughs> um, so something else we're going to talk. So that's Amleth, and that's the direct inspiration Shakespeare got for Hamlet. So that's exciting. Um, the other thing we're going to discuss today, I'm also excited, is um, the difference between a monologue and a soliloquy. Have you heard those words before? Yes, I have. Do you know what they mean? I know a monologue is basically talking to yourself. Right? No? No. Okay, there's a difference then. There's a difference. You're okay. close. So I, I have heard the words. Yeah. I get a, a rough idea of what they are, but to actually, like, tell you what they mean, right over my head. So, well, no, you were close. So a monologue is just like a long speech, but to another person. It's kind of like what we would call a rant. Okay. Today's... Today's ranting would be monologuing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not always a, a whiny thing. Like, we're going to go over uh, a monologue. What are some examples of uh, monologues? Yeah, so, one we're going to talk about, I'll point out the monologues, because we're going to talk about a monologue, a famous monologue, and a famous soliloquy that take place in Shakespeare, or take place in Hamlet. Hamlet is probably the most quotable, or the most quoted play in all of Shakespeare besides Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, to be or not to be. 
there's also to thine own self to thine own self be true. Yeah. So that comes from Polonius. Um, so a soliloquy, that's the one where you're having a discussion with yourself. No. But it's out loud because you want the audience to hear yeah. it. Yeah. So that's the difference. A monologue is a speech to somebody else, and a soliloquy is inner monologue. All right. There you go. To be frank. Okay. So let's get started. So we're going to do things a little different because I know when we did Romeo and Juliet, we went scene by scene. Yeah. And that one was a little long. Yeah. And like, I've gotten good feedback. I've heard people, they're like, they still liked it. Um, but for my own sake, I don't think I could talk that long. Hamlet's pretty long. Hamlet, it's pretty lengthy. It's got, how many? It's only got five acts, but um, a lot happens in each act. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm glad that like throughout my years, I still remember like the baseline of Hamlet. Yeah. Like the rest of Shakespeare's plays, I get a brief remembrance of them, but nothing like Hamlet. Well, yeah, because we have a Disney movie to. <laughs> no, literally, Lion King is yeah. Disney's Hamlet. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It totally is. I. It's one of the things I love about Lion King. Yeah. It's it's Disney's Shakespeare. <laughs> Can you imagine if they made a Disney ver- version of Titus Andronicus? Oh my gosh, I would watch that so bad! <laughs> We're not talking about that right now, but uh, stay be. tuned. Titus Andronicus is probably the best Shakespeare play. Uh, okay, Hamlet. Hamlet. Act Hamlet. 1. So we start off, and it's nighttime, and there's a party going on. And two guards at the castle see a ghost of the recently dead king, Hamlet. So Horatio, who is a friend and, like, guard of Hamlet, decides to tell him. And there, so he goes, and you have a conversation with Gertrude and King Claudius, who recently got married. And they ask Hamlet to stay in Denmark a while longer, but he wants to, like, leave. And they're criticizing him for being depressed (laughs) from losing his dad. Alright, so is Hamlet named after his father? Yeah, so there's King Hamlet, and then there's just Hamlet. Main character Hamlet. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So Gertrude and King Claudius are like, oh, why are you looking so depressed? My dad died. Literally! And they just got married. His dad's probably not that cold in the ground yet. <laughs> oh. Like, honestly. Oh, no! It was a quick <laughs> marriage. Like, that's your dad, and so he wants to... Lincoln, you'll miss it. <laughs> literally. And so, and Hamlet wants to go away to... I can't remember if it was to school or if it was just to travel. I think it was to travel. That sounds about right. Um, but he doesn't want to, obviously. And Horatio comes in and tells Hamlet about the ghost. Um, so then Yo, we... Dude, I think I just saw your dad running around. And when you're depressed, I think you're... Well, if you're grieving... I'd be more inclined to believe that. Really? (laughs) Daddy? Papa? So we kind of take a break from this, and we go over to Larities, who's another character. Larities. Larities, yep. Larities, okay, gotcha. Um, And he talks to his sister, Ophelia. And I just think of the, oh, Ophelia. Okay. We don't want to get copyrighted. I don't think we would. We don't have enough listeners to be copyrighted. (laughs) 
But that's okay. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you never know. Anyway, so he tells Ophelia not to fall in love with Hamlet because he says that, like, he's too high above her station to love her honorably, if you catch my meaning. Really? Because, you know, royalty is um, well known to have intimate relations <laughs> with people that they're not married to nor plan on getting married to. And that's how we toys. get... <laughs> they're not toys. Slings. Slings, yeah. That's... Sight pieces. That's literally how we get bastards. Yeah. So, and that's why a lot of people like us are related to royalty. Because someone couldn't keep it in their pants. <laughs> is that considered clean? Is this still considered, like, a PG-13 rating? Yeah. Okay. We just, we just can't get too offended into it. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Nasty! Okay. Am I wrong? We're moving on. And so Polonius comes in, and Polonius is Laertes and Ophelia's father. Okay. And Polonius gives some advice to Laertes on how to conduct himself while he's away. Um, which I'm going to read because they are just awesome. So, anyone oh, you like... actually have it in the, in the book. Nice. Well, yeah. It's where we get to thine own self be true. Nice. So, if anyone would ever want to follow along, it's going to be Hamlet, obviously. Scene three. And it's just going to be that whole scene. Honestly. So Polonius says, um, And these few precepts in thy memory, see thou character. Give thy thoughts no tongue. So basically keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> Nor any unproportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. So be friendly, but don't be rude. Yeah. Um, the friends thou hast had their op adoption tried, Grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel, but do not dull thy palm with entertainment. Um, it's a little dirty joke that I can't really. <laughs> but he says, dull not thy palm with entertainment. Oh, oh. So, Don't use, use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Of each new hatchet, unfledged comrade. Beware of entrance to a quarrel, um, but being in Barrett that opposed may be aware of thee. So, don't immediately fight if you can avoid it, but if you have to, go for it. Give right. every man thine ear, but few thy voice. So listen, basically be a good listener. Um, take each man's censure, but reserve thy judgment. So, don't be judgy. Costly thy habit as thy purse can buy, uh, but not expressed in fancy, rich not gaudy. So don't be greedy. Yeah. For the apparel oft proclaims the man, and they in France of the best rank and station are most select and generous, chief in that. Neither a borrower nor lender be, so don't borrow money and don't give money. <laughs> For, and this is what I, I love this part. For a loan oft loses both itself and friend. So if you loan money, you could lose your money and a friend. Because if they don't pay you back, you're going to lose a friend. Yeah. Um, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. So it just makes you look a little pathetic. 
which is such a, like, it makes sense, but yeah. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man. Farewell, my blessing season, this in thee. So, since uh, Polonius is talking to his kids, right? This would be considered no, a monologue? He's talking to Laridius. He's talking to Laridius. Um, before he tells Ophelia, or after he tells Ophelia to like, like, you just, no, he's like, and as for you, Ophelia, just be obedient to me. Oh. And eventually your husband. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so what Larity's, what we just read is an example of a monologue. Okay. So he was talking to Larity's who is trying to leave <laughs> and he's like so when this is performed this monologue is usually like set in a rush because Laertes is gonna miss his boat yes um, don't want to miss the boat and no 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 because then you have to wait months for it to come back <laughs> or wait for another one to go yeah like hey are you happen to be going in this direction no we're going the opposite direction do you know a ship that is going in that direction i don't know that'd be really stressful Oh. Thank goodness for cars. Thank goodness for the system we have today. Amen. Anyways, so after that whole scene, um, we go back to Hamlet, and he waits with Horatio and Marcellus, who I believe saw the ghost appear the first time. So they're waiting for the ghost to appear, and when it does, Hamlet runs after it, and the others follow. <laughs> yeah, the others follow. Uh, so the ghost of Hamlet's father tells him that Claudius murdered him with poison and that he that he, King Hamlet wants his son to kill Claudius but spare Gertrude because she has no idea. Okay. She has no idea. Um, and Hamlet obviously swears that he will and tells um, Horatio and Marcellus that he will pretend to be insane in order to get the truth. So the big question that I think I should have asked before we started is, to keep this in your mind, is Hamlet pretending to be crazy or is he? does he actually go crazy? So just keep that in mind as we continue. Um, so for Act 2, um, Polonius sends money to his son, Laertes, and Ophelia talks to her dad that Hamlet is behaving really weirdly. And I... And then Claudius is like, well, or Claudius, blah. Polonius is like, well, just give me a second. I'll figure out what's going on. Let me talk to him. Well, he's actually, that would be the smart thing. Um, but That's instead right, he, because everyone in Shakespeare has no communication skills. Like none. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have these wonderful plays, okay? So <laughs> Miscommunication. For the great. win. <laughs> um, so Claudius and Gertrude. Oh, so Polonius goes and tells Claudius and Gertrude, and they try to determine the cause of Hamlet's strange behavior um, by summoning two of his old friends from like school, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Those are going to be interest or interesting. Those are going to be important names to remember. Rosencrantz, <laughs> Rosencrantz, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Guildenstern. Okay. Mm-hmm. And along with them come a troop of actors, and. Hamlet plans to use the troop to test Claudius. 
Oh, and oh, I don't know why I didn't talk about it, but also in uh, season two, in season two, <laughs> in act two, the reason Ophelia thinks there's something weird with Hamlet is because he starts obviously acting insane and he totally starts like <laughs> treating Ophelia in the crappiest way. He literally tells her, okay, I, I saw a version of this, of, of Hamlet, where this, the scene where Hamlet and Ophelia have this altercation made me laugh so hard. So if I start laughing when I tell you this line, like, it's because of, the... it's because of that. So he tells her to get thee to a nunnery, which is an insult because yeah. it either means you're Jesus. <laughs> yes, or that you're such a whore oh. that you need Jesus. Oh. Or that's where pregnant women, unmarried pregnant pregnant women go. So there's actually been a lot of debate about that scene though. There are people who've said that Hamlet, you know, ruined his relationship with Ophelia in order to protect her from the oncoming craziness that's about to happen. Yeah. And others just say it's Hamlet being Hamlet <laughs> because they probably believe that he is already insane. I mean, I'd probably go crazy if I saw the ghost of our dead dad. Oh, not that our dad is dead. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Seeing an apparition of our dad would be insane. I'd probably just like lay down and just cry. <laughs> I'm like, what is my life? Am I crazy? Well. <laughs> We're all mad here. It'd be like this, uh, not the sixth sense. That would be weird. No, no, no. I think it is the sixth sense. I see dead people. Yeah. Don't ruin the plot twist for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> Though if you haven't seen it, what are you, what are you waiting for? an old movie. Anyways. Anyway, getting we're off getting off topic. Track. <laughs> yes. Back to Hamlet. And, Back to Hamlet. And ruining so, his relationship with Claudia. Claudius. <laughs> Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah, he's ruining his relationship with Ophelia. Oh. <laughs> yes. Shows how well I pay attention. <laughs> wow. You know, that makes me feel really good about myself. You know what? I mix up names all the time, so don't this even... Is, this is true. This is true. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, the whole... So, the way Hamlet decides to use the troop to test Claudius is he's going to recreate the murder of his father. And then he's going to watch Claudius and see how he reacts. If he's, like, stone-faced, that means he really didn't see his father. And if he freaks out, then he saw his dad and he needs to avenge him. Because you don't just go believe in ghosts. Yeah. You know? I'd can you imagine if our dad showed up as a ghost and he's like, Hey, your aunt Susan killed me. <laughs> I'd be like, Whoa, not Aunt Susan. <laughs> Wouldn't make sense, Aunt Susan. Yes, we're all friends with Aunt Susan. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were friends with Claudius too. <laughs> boom boom boom. <laughs> Anyways. So that's that's the plan, and he's just continuing to be crazy. So before the the play, Hamlet starts to consider 
suicide. Oh, dang. And I know. I know. And I'm actually going to find it because I want, because this is the soliloquy. And it is. To be or not to be soliloquy? Yes, it is the most famous soliloquy in all of Shakespeare. Let me get it. What act are we in? This is act two. Um, but what he doesn't know is Claudius and Polonius watch Hamlet go give this thing. They just watch Hamlet talking to himself. Well, I mean, is it that? Okay. It's not that far off. Oh, all my stuff is coming out. Okay, I might not read the... Actually, no, I can do it. Okay. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, to take arms against a sea of troubles, and, an, and by opposing in them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we end, the heartache and the thousand natural shocks, that flesh is heir to, tis a com- consummation, devoutly to be wished, to die, oh, to sleep. To sleep, perchance to dream, aye, there's the rub, for in that sleep of death what dreams may come. When we have shuffled off this mortal coil, must give us pause, there's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. For those who would bear the whips and scorns of time, the oppressor's wrong, and the proud man's contumely. The pangs of despised love, the law's delay, the insolence of office, and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes, when he himself might his quietest make, with a bare bodkin, who would Fordell's bear to grunt and swint, sweat under a weary life, but the dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns, puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have, than to fly to others that we do not know of. This conscience does make cowards of us all, and thus the native hue of resolution is sickled o'er with the pale cast of thought, and enterprises of great pith and moment with this regard their currents turn awry, and lose the name of actions soft you now, the fair Ophelia, nymph in thy orisons, be all my sins remembered. So, that last bit was actually just him coming out of his thoughts because Ophelia came. But, like, how depressing. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is a lot of pressure he's under. Yeah, his dad dead, getting married within the same day. Well, I would say, like, the same month. Same month. Yeah, I think there was, like, some grieving. Yeah. And now he finds, and then he finds out from said dead father that, hey, your uncle killed me. And now he has to, like, prove it. And, I mean, pretending to be crazy can't be an easy thing to, like, Mm -hmm. maintain 100% of the time. Yeah. I'd be tired of it. (laughs) I would last maybe three hours. (laughs) That's good. Um, so Ophelia walks in 
and he obviously berates her and Claudius decides that Hamlet is a dangerous person and plans to send him off to England. Like someone else we know that we talked about. Hamlet. So he snaps out of it for a minute and the actress performed the play that recreates Claudius' murder of his brother. And Claudius freaks. He runs away and this pretty much confirms Claudius' guilt. And Hamlet goes to talk to Gertrude about it, his mom. And all that time, Polonius plans to eavesdrop on Hamlet and Gertrude. For what reason? I don't know. Probably to report back to Claudius. Because someone's a snitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but on his way, Hamlet sees Claudius playing. Claudius praying, and he wants to kill him. But however, he's worried that if he kills him while he's praying, he'll go to heaven. You mean heaven? Yeah. Because oh. Claudius is praying. Right, 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 right. And so he's like, well, if I kill him while he's praying, he might just go to heaven. Yeah, because that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he decides to just leave it alone and he confronts his mom. And this is also a pretty like controversial scene and it is done in such different ways. Like there are versions of this confrontation between Hamlet and his mom where it looks like borderline rape. Excuse me? Yeah. No, I've seen a few versions where he like gets on top of her and he's just like yelling in her face and it's supposed to like look like rape trigger warning <laughs> and then there are others where he just yells and screams like a normal person yeah i wish shakespeare would have been a bit more specific on that bit but i also kind of like that they have that creative freedom yeah you know yeah. because you can really psychoanalyze shake or hamlet because of the vagueness yeah um so he starts yelling at gertrude asking if like, she knew that, oh, she told, he told her that Claudius killed their, her husband. And she's like, nah, fam. Like, why would he do that? Why would he do that? And he, like, loses it. It's like, mom, come on, are you serious? <laughs> Basically. But then he sees someone hiding behind the curtains in Hamlet, think, or acts without thinking, and stabs Polonius. Oh, Thinking it's Claudius. Oh, no. Um, the ghost reminds Hamlet that he still hasn't killed Claudius, though. Oh. Hamlet, we commune with the dead. Literally. So now we're moving on to Act 4. Um, and Gertrude tells Claudius about the murder of Polonius. And Claudius is like, well, we have to get Hamlet off to England, like, right now. Like, he just murdered a man in cold blood. Like, he, he's not sane. No. At all. And, like, they're not going to throw him in jail or no. make oh, him that, responsible. That, they would have a riot on their hands of some kind, I think. Well, I also... Royal in jail? No, I think they'd more have a riot if he stayed unscathed. Mm. I, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, But, obviously, Gertrude doesn't want him imprisoned, and Claudius is going to do what Gertrude says. Um... But, so, um, Claudius, is like, goes to Rose, or maybe it's Gertrude. 
Gertrude goes to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and tell them to go find Hamlet. Um, so they find the two friends, find Hamlet, and they're like, bro, where's the body? <laughs> He's like, I'm not telling you where the body is. Body, what body? I have no idea what you're talking about. Essentially, because he thinks that they're being spies for Claudius. Which, I mean, they kind of are. Trust no one. Um, then Claudius questions Hamlet until about the body until he reveals the location of Polonius's body. Um, and Claudius sends Hamlet to England with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern with secret orders to Hamlet for Hamlet to be put to death when he arrives. Oh. Like, can oh. you imagine getting off the boat and there's just like a noose? Or like a chopping block. Oh my god! You're like, yay, England! Like, smell and then the guillotine. Guillotine. Guillotines weren't invented yet, but like. Oh, that's right. That's not until like the French Revolution. Yeah. Um, but it so it would have been like a chopping block. Yeah. Or a noose. You just like get off the boat and you're like, hmm, that fresh London air. What? Yeah. <laughs> Although it wouldn't, knowing London, it wouldn't really be that fresh. Air. <laughs> <laughs> London was. Filthy. This is true. This is true. But maybe he likes it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, okay. Because think about whenever we'd go to California and it would smell like cow manure. Yeah. I liked that smell. Really? Because not because it's cow manure. <laughs> because there's positive connotation attached. Okay. It brings back positive memories. Okay. So maybe okay. he had a good time in London, and when he gets off, he's like, ah, yes, merry old London. Ah, what happened? I always smelt like wet, I always smelt wet grass whenever we went to California. That too. That too. I, I like that smell. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. London. Anyway. Um, so on their way to England, Hamlet encounters another character, Fortinbras. Uh, who's a Norwegian prince leading an army into Poland to fight over a patch of land. And Hamlet's like, so you're going to fight and kill people over nothing. And they've done more for less. Yeah. And yet he has failed to kill Claudius over a significant matter. So he's like, whoa, you're bloodthirsty. <laughs> um, so pay attention to that. Going back to Denmark, Ophelia, poor Ophelia, starts to go a little crazy. Because um, obviously her dad's she... dead, her brother's going insane. No. Whoa. Whoa. Earthquake. Earthquake. <laughs> we'll we'll fix that later. Yeah. Um. No. It. Her brother's not insane, Aaron. Her brother's gone. Yeah. Her boyfriend's insane. That's right. That's right. Brother's gone. Boyfriend's insane, and he's playing and being planned on being shipped out. Well, he's already been shipped out. Shipped out. Yeah. So, like, one would think that this is the time. Aaron, sit down. We'll do that later. I don't want you to sit down. So that you'd think once your oppressive father has been killed and your brother is not there to, you know, I don't want to use the word oppress, but like. She was. Well, all women were. Yeah. But like, you'd think she'd be more inclined to be like, I'm 
free. I'm free. And then another inconvenient thing happens. Dang it. <laughs> you can name that movie. You're, you're a real one. You're an OG. So she starts like talking in riddles. And she stops eating. And everyone's like worried about her now. And um, Larity's does return from France. Um, looking for revenge. And um, Claudius convinces Larrys to seek revenge on the right person. Because he kind of comes off the boat. Swords flying. Like, let's go! I'm let's ready! Go. I'm ready! Ah! <laughs> um, and... Yeah. <laughs> Horatio receives a message from Hamlet that the ship was attacked by pirates. And Hamlet is actually quietly returned to Denmark. Um, so the message is fake, but it's just, it's just yeah. for show. So what actually happened to Hamlet? Is he still on his way to England? No, he's on his way to Denmark. I gotcha. Um, Claudius and Laertes plot to kill Hamlet in a fencing contest. So, um, oh, I like skipped a bit. So the, bleh, bleh, bleh. Bleh, bleh, bleh. So, Den- oh, Denmark. <laughs> so Hamlet gets off the ship. But everyone else goes to England, where Rosencrantz and Guildenstern a die. Oh. Because he changed the message to have the king kill him, or kill them, instead of Hamlet. Oh, oh my. So, yay! And so, Hamlet returns to Denmark, and no one's really happy about it. (laughs) It's like, you missed! Exactly. Um, so that's when Claudius and Laertes plot to kill Hamlet in a fencing contest. Laertes... Oh, that's right. Fencing was a bit more dangerous back then. Wasn't it? Um... Or did they just replace the fencing swords with real swords? No, so you you would get scratched, you know, but Laertes fought with a poison sword. Ah. And if he did well, Hamlet would be given a goblet of poison. Gosh. Wine. Yeah, so it was... So you lose, you die. You win, you die. Literally, it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> Although for uh, Larities, it would be a win-win. Yes. No matter what, it would be a win-win. Um, so Hamlet and Horatio um, are in a graveyard. And there's this one guy burying somebody. And you know that very famous scene whenever someone talks about Shakespeare, it's the hand in the skull. Is it that dead guy? It's that dead guy who literally has no character. Oh. It's just a dead guy. Oh, no. That, Poor I, dead guy. He I think had it, no reason to be involved. I think he was actually talking to a grave robber. Oh. And the guy was just, like, pulling out his body parts. Um, The dead guy's body parts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd make an interesting story. Oh, my gosh. Um, But then you see, then they see Ophelia's funeral procession. Ophelia had committed suicide. Oh, crap! She jumped off a bridge and drowned herself. Yikes. Yeah, very sad. Um, Maybe I should have said, like, a warning at the beginning of this. Warning, this story is actually super freaking dark. (laughs) Well, it's Shakespeare. I hope people knew that. Um, So Hamlet and Larrys actually just fight in Ophelia's grave until they're pulled apart. Because Hamlet, he really, see, this is where a lot of people are like, well, did he actually love Ophelia, or was it fake, or, like, what's the deal? And 
I believe in the book, in the play, he says that he does love Ophelia. So, and that kind of goes back to the question is, did he push Ophelia away to protect her or because he's actually insane? Which goes back to the original I, question. I, I, yeah, I have my own, I have my own opinion on that. So when we're finished, we'll, we'll discuss all our yeah. opinions on the questions. So finally, Hamlet and Larity's duel. And Larity, Larity's dies by his own poison sword. Oh, snap! Gertrude dies after drinking the poisoned wine. Oh, no! And Claudius dies by Hamlet's sword. Oh, no. And then poison. Oh, no. And it's the, like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. No, literally what happened with Claudius, I do remember this very well. So Hamlet's super upset over his mom dying. Yeah. But he's like, whoa, y'all's poisoned my cup. So he stabs Claudius and then forces him to drink the rest of the wine. Oh, so it's pretty. And then Hamlet dies by the poison from Larity's sword. So how'd that work? Well, he's he also got stabbed, but I think sheer adrenaline <laughs> kept him alive. Yeah, that sounds about right. Their poisons weren't uh, super fast back then, weren't they? Their what? So their poisons weren't super fast. I mean, they're fast enough. <laughs> they're fast. <laughs> I think it was like sheer will and like adrenaline, adrenaline that kept Hamlet alive for as long as it did. Like, um, okay, I'm calm now. Literally. So then Prince Fortinbras, the Norwegian prince, comes in and he finds everybody dead. It's like, what the heck happened here? <laughs> Literally. But he orders that Hamlet be buried with honor. Interesting, considering the series of events that happened. Well, you have to remember, Prince Fortinbras only heard Hamlet's story from his point of view. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And so... Oh, he saw everything out of context. Oh, no! <laughs> so that's the end of Hamlet, where everybody dies. <laughs> Except for the random prince from Nor Norwegia. <laughs> From Norway. Norwegia. Norwegia. No, that's that's from Cinderella's story. Uh, that's right, that's right. So oh. how did that make you feel? Uh moral of the story, don't listen to dead people. Or hire an assassin. Yeah. Be smart. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. harder. Kill no no. Kill smarter, not harder. harder. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And uh, Shakespeare has three categories for his plays. Romance, comedy, and no tragedy, right? Nope. Histories, comedies. Histories, comedies, and tragedies. Yes. That's right. The term romance doesn't mean what it meant in that time. Like, we, I think we talked about... We talked about it when we first talked about Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. So... Romeo and Juliet was a tragedy. Uh, I think it's a comedy. Going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this Hamlet would also be a tragedy. Yeah. So it's so the histories are based on like English kings. Gotcha. So that's why Hamlet is a tragedy, and not a history. Would Macbeth be a history or no, a tragedy? It's still a tragedy okay, because right. Macbeth wasn't based on a. English king. It takes place in Scotland. So Scotland and the Scottish king. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, anyway, back to Hamlet. Yeah. So it's it's a tragedy. 
but I think it's like one of those epic tragedies. You're just like the last half of it. You're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Quite literally. So let's go back to my questions. The first one being, did you think Hamlet was really like insane or do you think he was pretending the entire time? Yes and no. I think he was pretending at first, but after killing Polonius, he actually did lose it. It's like, just went right off the deep end and just snapped. Okay, why do you think that? Because, uh, one, murdering someone can can do stuff to you. Sounds like you know from experience. <laughs> just kidding. Well, we are writers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, keep going. And uh, let's see. After murdering Polonius, losing his father, all within happening within a month. That's a lot of that's a lot of trauma within a short amount of time. I think anyone would snap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he might have at first played insane just to prove himself right, but once he did. He lost it. I think that's a very fair answer, and I kind of agree with you. Um, however, I think he kind of regained his sanity once he found out that, like, they had plotted to kill him by poison because it killed his mom. Yeah. So I think once they killed his mom, he was like, oh, heck no. Nah. Heck to the no. Nah. Yeah. And that's when he had his, like, moment of clarity. That and probably time on a ship might have cleared his head a little bit. Maybe he got some validation from Prince Fort and Bras. <laughs> and you know, there's nothing that makes you feel more sane than validation. Exactly. But so that chat might have helped, but still wasn't all the way better. And then the murder of his mom just Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads into my second question. Do you think he really loved Ophelia or was it or do you think he loved Ophelia and that's why he pushed her away? Or do you think he kind of was like what Larides was saying and couldn't love her with honor? So it was just like. His... I think Larides was a bit of a snob and a narc. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. So I think he really did love her and pushed her away. And this was while he was still pretending to be insane and while he still had that quote unquote sane state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pushed her away while he was still sane. And then once uh, Polonius was killed is when he got insane and they had already pushed each other apart. Uh-huh. And then here's my last question. I remember this question being asked in high school because I was the only one with a different answer. Really? You know I like to live on spite. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you live was... off of it. And this was during my, like... I hated passive females. Mm, Remember that phase? That I do. I do. So my next question is, was Ophelia weak in committing suicide? Does that make her a weak female character? No. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Explain. Again, lots of trauma all within a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potential father-in-law killed. Father-in-law. Her father also killed. Yeah. Boyfriend pushing you away. 
and finding out she did she knew that uh everyone else was playing on killing hamlet right uh no no she was left in the dark okay but that's a but especially for back then, that was a lot of trauma that they didn't know how to handle or cope with. That's true. So, no, I don't think she was weak in committing suicide. So when I was in high school, this is my high school answer. Really? So, you still have it? No, 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 no. I It was a verbal answer. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I remember what I said. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I said she was weak because she was finally free so she could move on with her life. And everyone, I remember everyone in my class was like, you're heartless. Literally, one girl, I won't say her name, not that she listens, but like still privacy reasons. We'll call her Gina. Let's actually call her Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah. Um, She was like, you're so heartless. And I'm like, no, I just believe in strong women. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, I I still think she was weak-willed because she didn't really fight for Hamlet. She kind of just accepted things as yeah. they were. Even but, though that was the times. Yes, that's the times. But you will see other women in Shakespeare who didn't accept for things what they were. They haven't talked to any about any yet. Uh, but I do know, I think I know which one you're talking about. Taming of the Shrew? And Lady Macbeth. And Lady Macbeth, that's right. So... We'll, we'll talk about that yeah, later. Later. But she, I mean, she had this opportunity to kind of, like, break free and kind yeah, of do what she, she wanted. And, like, I understand the trauma part and the wanting to end your life because of that trauma. So I, I understand her character more, but I still disagree with it. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but, Yeah. Is yeah. there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Any questions you had about the play? No, I don't think so. Uh, just moral of the story. Don't commune with the dead! <laughs> Stay away from Ouija boards. <laughs> Stay away from dead. Don't take orders from them. Literally. Nothing um, good ever happens when you commune with the dead. Uh, okay. I feel like we'll touch up more on that when we talk about Macbeth. Literally, though. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to know what we're doing next week? Ooh, what are we doing next week? Little Women. Oh, interesting. So, we're doing a little more lighthearted. Okay. <laughs> next week. Fun. But, well, two weeks from now. Oh, I meant to say, like, next time. Next time. Next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Woohoo. So, I'm excited about that. Alrighty. Yeah, well, thank you, everyone, for being with us today. We've, we've loved having you, and we will see you on the 21st. See ya! Bye!